You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, and today we're breaking down after taking a look at the film of the Giants' loss to the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 28-10. to Now, we're going to preface this by saying there are not a lot of positives. We're not going to really double down on the things that we pointed out in the Quick Takes show, but like I said... Not a lot of positives to go off of, so we're going to try and analyze the things that were not working and some of the issues that the Giants were having so you can have a better understanding of what happened. So first things first, first negative that we were able to notice here was that Daniel Jones didn't really get away with his typical plays and the ways that he was able to be athletic and move because of how athletic and explosive this defense was because they completely limited his ability to extend plays yeah when you've got linebackers like Kendricks and Anthony Barr Daniel Jones isn't going to be able to get away with scrambling making guys miss extending plays or kind of making the defense pay for forgetting about him because those guys are not like what Washington puts on the field they're top tier players they've got the athletic ability to kind of keep up with him in space and not let him break their angles. And they're good enough to wrap up when they get a hit on them. And that really limited what Jones could do. Some of the other things that you really noticed was that Daniel Jones was escaping the pocket and then rolling out. And then there really wasn't anyone to get the ball to. So some of those plays resulted in sacks. Some of those plays resulted in no gains or the ball being thrown away. There were also times where we saw that Receivers looked like they were open in previous games where he would escape the pocket. He would try to move and try and catch somebody at the end of their route. And it looked like they were trying to cut, they were about to cut open and they were about to be open. But because of how fast and quick those corners were and how good that defense was, they were able to close down and prevent him from making really any play and any, including most passes. A lot of passes were broken up, a lot of passes were knocked down. And that resulted in a pretty weak completion percentage on the day from him. Yeah, it did. Uh, he only completed about 55% of his passes. You know, there were some where the pass was there. And like you said, the Minnesota corners just made the play. They got great position. They got their hands up to knock the pass away at the last second. There were a couple where Jones was just off target. He was either being rushed or hurried by the defense or put in an uncomfortable position and the ball sailed on him a little bit there was that one overthrow to Sterling Shepard in the end zone which I think is kind of kind of stuck in everybody's mind but that's also something we kind of warned about in our preview show that this is just a really good secondary the Giants were going against they didn't have any weak points and 
that was something we saw. Even even a guy like Mike Hughes, a second-year player, came up huge in this game and just wasn't really giving up anything, especially deep. One of the other negatives we acknowledged from this game was one from Golden Tate, who was coming back from a suspension and was expected to be a splash, a splash player and somebody that was going to come in and be explosive and help out Daniel Jones and add to his arsenal. And he was pretty much non-existent yesterday. Three catches for, for, for 13 yards. Not really up to the expectations a lot of people expected from him. Just overall, not a, a stellar performance from Golden Tate. No, I, did he even play? I know he played about two-thirds of the Giants' snaps, but at least on offense, he was pretty much a ghost, which doesn't make his uh, kind of complaints in locker room about his role sound all that great after the game. It's not a great thing when your biggest contribution as a starting player is one punt return in which he picked up 17 yards. That's not great for a wide receiver, especially in his first game back, getting a big free agent contract, you know, he's making in the top 20 of all receivers and guaranteed money. You got to expect more from him, especially coming off of a suspension like that. Considering his circumstance and like you said, the suspension and now his salary, how much he's making, you would hope that he'd be able to have more than three catches for 13 yards. It just seemed like he was a bit outmatched and outplayed by a more talented secondary. And they were, they were, pretty much on him step for step in most situations, which is why he was struggling to get open. The final negative on the offensive side of the ball was that Daniel Jones got hit way too much. We talked about this a little bit in the quick take show, but he was sacked four times and also hit another eight times. What do you think was the cause of that, Chris? I think the Giants offensive line was just overmatched. Daniel Hunter is a beast. We knew that. Everson Griffin is a good, solid defensive end who can win with power, but he can also win with finesse. Maybe not outright athleticism. He does have that savviness to his game where he can set offensive tackles up and then later in the game play off of that and beat them. And then you've got that interior offensive line, or sorry, interior defensive line that is just good. Linval Joseph is one of the top three defensive tackles, nose tackles in the NFL. And you had the Giants' interior offensive line just getting shoved out of the way at times. They were just overmatched. Although I think the one play that really stood out to me was that third was that first down from the two-yard line that led to the safety. Everybody knew the A-gap blitz was coming at some point. And then the Vikings pretty much announced their intentions to the entire stadium with how they lined their defense up, covered up the guards and center, walked a linebacker up right into that A-gap. Everybody knew that was coming, at least everyone who knew what to look for knew that was coming. And the Giants never adjusted their protection. They never adjusted their blocking scheme. They just let him come through. That, to me, really stood out. And that's something, even more than on the offensive lineman, that's something that's on the coaching staff that they need to adjust they need to take a look at and really take it into consideration going forward. It was apparent that some adjustments need to be made. And when I looked and watched the film and I got the, the second chance to look at this, I was able to actually notice that they were struggling significantly to pick up stunts in those situations. I said that there weren't really a ton in the quick take show, but I was proven wrong by watching the tape. There were instances where guys were you know shifting from gap to gap and um, trying to create some confusion and it worked perfectly 
for disrupting this Giants offensive line, and that resulted in a couple of the sacks in this game. Just an overall lack of ability to pick up anything that's a little bit too complicated than a normal base front. And things like that need to be coached better. They need to be improved better. There needs to be better communication overall if they want to get better in those situations. That is a problem that goes back even a couple years. The Giants have really struggled with stunts, twists, games along the defensive front. And anything other than a straight-up rush does seem to create a lot of confusion. And they don't really seem to be able to deal with it consistently. And it is a problem that as much as the Giants have invested in this offensive line, they struggle against anything better than an, than an average defensive front. Offensive line play continues to be a huge question mark considering their lack of consistency throughout the first three weeks. Now we're going to take a look at the defensive side of the ball, but before we do that, we're going to take a very short commercial break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, so now defensively, we do have one positive before we take our couple negatives that we're going to be breaking down here. And the first one was that noticeable hustle play by Jabril Peppers, the recently acquired safety from the Cleveland Browns, who had a, like I said, a forced fumble on Dalvin Cook, ran him down, punched the ball out on a play that potentially could have been a touchdown. So it's good to see that those young pieces like Jabril Peppers are making plays, are, are being electric, and are, are playing to their level of potential that they can. That was actually the, I believe that was the first fumble of Jabril Pepper's NFL career. Yeah, he has actually never been much of a playmaker, even going back to Michigan. the <clears throat> I believe his interception last week was only the fourth of his career going back into Michigan. So it's nice to see him kind of finding his role as a pseudo-linebacker in James Betcher's defense. That definitely seems to to suit him more than a more traditional safety role does. Yeah, when he was at Michigan, that was really what he was used as was an extra linebacker, and that was how he was able to make as many plays as he did when he was uh, a member of the Michigan Wolverines. And now maybe we're going to start to see more and more of that, albeit he was able to make a play on a a busted run that was leading towards a touchdown. But seeing that level of hustle, seeing a guy that that sees the opportunity to knock the ball out, it's just good awareness, it's good decision-making, and it's good play 
by Jabril Peppers. Now we have a couple negatives that we need to hit, and the first one seems to be a continually reoccurring one in losses, and that is crossing routes across the middle of the field being absolutely wide open, leading to a lot of yards after catch. Yeah, and there are, I think, a few problems that kind of just all add up to this. You know, Antoine Bethea doesn't have huge range anymore as a safety. He is no longer the guy who ran a 4-4 at the combine. He is just old. No two ways about it. Uh, again, we've got Jabril Peppers, who is really better as that pseudo linebacker than as a safety who can really cover huge ranges of turf. But then also the Giants are just depleted at linebacker. They are you know, playing with practice squad guys and linebackers they've pretty much picked up off the couch. So all that means the middle of their defense is going to be vulnerable, at least until they can get healthy again and maybe start to figure some things out. In our quick takes, I suggested maybe taking a look at using Lorenzo Carter when he gets healthy again, kind of in a similar way to how the Vikings use Anthony Barr, because the two of them are pretty similar, at least athletically. They're about the same size, about 6'5", 250. Carter is actually much more athletic than Barr is. Yeah, He is a freak athlete and would be an elite athlete for an off-ball linebacker. And especially for his size, one of the most athletic off-ball linebackers in the NFL. With that ability to move in space and his length, maybe using him there could help kind of firm up the middle of the Giants' defense. Now, that doesn't mean not use him as a pass rusher because, obviously, the Vikings use Barr as a blitzer, and he's pretty not bad at it. And at least for Carter, that's something he would be familiar with because he played basically that role for Kirby Smart in George's defense, and George's defense has a lot of similarities with what James Betcher runs which probably explains their fondness for defensive players who have been coached by Kirby Smart. Moving Lorenzo Carter might be the resolution to this situation because that is ultimately the responsibility of your inside linebackers and your linebackers in general. If they're in coverage, they need to be bumping guys off their routes. They can't have a free, easy release um, on those crossing routes and being able to make those plays and come upfield. Something needs to be done. Something needs to be adjusted because right now with these extreme reserve, I can't even say regular reserve linebackers, extreme reserve linebackers to the point that they're picking guys up off the street to come out and play, those guys are not getting the job done. Someone needs to be signed. Something needs to be adjusted. Somebody needs to be moved because right now it's just not working. Um, the middle of the field continues to be the largest vulnerability and smart offensive coordinators are – quick to scheme and throw a lot of their routes toward that direction. Yeah, and we'll be getting to this in due time, but the Giants are going to be looking at smart offensive coordinators coming up soon. Very soon. <laughs> yeah, that might that might be sooner rather than later if they did decide to make some uh, changes at their coordinator positions. Final defensive negative was the amount of splash plays that they gave up, and we spoke about this in the preview show and in discussing what needed to be done to win. And we said that no splash plays for Dalvin Cook. And it just so happens they gave up splash plays to pretty much everybody 
that wanted to play in this game. Just to kind of put things into perspective, Dalvin Cook had a long rush of 41 yards. Uh, Alex Madison had a long of 19. Mir Abdullah had a long of 15. And then as far as the yards after catch, Adam Thielen had a long of 44. Dalvin Cook, two big longs, a long of 24 on a passing play. And then Stefan Diggs, a long of 20. So just everyone came to eat basically in this Vikings offense. You're not going to be able to win football games if you're allowing players to get the extra yards that maybe really, maybe aren't there if you play sound defense. Yeah, pretty much the only guy who didn't feast was Kyle Rudolph, who only had four yards. So at least there's that. They didn't get destroyed by a tight end this time. But that's not awesome when pretty much everybody else is having their way. And it wasn't just busted coverages or blown assignments on defense there was that definitely happened but there were also just missed tackles uh, Dalvin Cook did a lot of that which granted is something he's great at his vision and balance through contact make him a very difficult guy to bring down that's how he's averaging six yards a carry right now the main cause from this might have just been the disparity in talent level between the defense and the opposing offense that they were facing there are obviously a lot of young and explosive players, but those positions that continue to be liabilities, obviously there's no clear solution right now, but those needs to be those positions need to be the ones that are evaluated going into the offseason that they either draft somebody early at or they're willing to spend some money in bringing in a top-tier free agent because a lack of athletic ability is essentially what will lead to athletic players getting these big splash plays because you can't track them down and you can't tackle them and you can't uh, prevent them from getting those extra yards. Yeah, football IQ can only do so much. The The mental footwork of it is absolutely important. Knowing where to be and being able to get a good angle is the foundation of it, but then being able to execute and physically put yourself in position to make those plays to get ahead of these athletic offensive players and not be lunging or so desperate really to make the play that you're putting yourself out of position or not able to tackle soundly or just not able to get there in the first place. All right, that's going to be it from us, folks. A lot needs to be evaluated. A lot needs to be fixed going into the Thursday matchup against the New England Patriots. We're going to be getting out our preview show a little bit sooner than we typically do, so be looking around for that and be prepared to tune into that. But like I said, Giants taking on the Patriots on Thursday night football. Uh, should be interesting to see another primetime game for them in a rematch of two Super Bowls for the Giants against them. Um, like I said, that's going to be it from us, though, folks. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big Blue View and Instagram at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Also follow Chris and I on Twitter at Joe DeLeon and at Raptor MKII. Also, wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe to us and give us some feedback on what you think about the show. Thank you for tuning in. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, 
fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.